0: Take it away.
1: Yep. What's up, everyone? This is Bevan, and I am here with my good pal, David Ray. Say hi, David.
0: Hi, David.
1: Oh, that's cute. He said that. And welcome to the Adultish Podcast. This is where we talk comic books, movies, cartoons, anime, sometimes... Have we ever talked anime?
0: Uh, no, because uh, neither of you watch it.
1: Uh, no, I watch Castlevania.
0: That's that's the one that came out, like, two years ago <laughs> <laughs> well, on Netflix. Oh,
1: no. Well, that's my I With watched only it.
0: 90 minutes total.
1: Well, that's true. Actually, the first season was really short.
0: It was 90 minutes.
1: Yeah, it was like four. It was four episodes. Yep.
0: It was very good. Why? Why was it very good? Because of the writing and uh, (laughs) the animation style was very good. The story was uh, uh, taken from all the various Castlevania video games and uh, turned out to be a very, very, very clever, well-executed, and extremely graphic show.
1: Oh my god, it was so graphic.
0: It was, but that's not what we were talking about today. No, but
1: I mean, we're also (laughs) going to talk about things that are also graphic and very good and also potentially very controversial, too.
0: Yep. Uh, Which is?
1: Game of Thrones! We finally
0: have come to the ending of Game of Thrones, and I could not be more okay with it, I guess. What did you think?
1: Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That just brought the energy down to that.
0: Well, that's how I felt about the season finale. It was kind of like, okay, okay, okay. It's, this is an ending. Mm -hmm. The end.
1: Hey, your dad's calling. Is that going to mess up our recording?
0: Uh, Let's see. I don't know. We're still recording on the other one. Okay, that's good. And we're still recording on this one. Boop. Resume. There we go. And we're back. Still at it.
1: Um... So I'm I have a lot of so last night I was with my pal Nick. He made a feast for crows. Okay. Uh it was very delicious. He had a huge turkey, cool. a huge mac and cheese casserole, he had Brussels sprouts, carrots, roasted potatoes and a huge chocolate cake. Nice. What did you do? <laughs> I uh
0: I got home and I uh, and I sat down and just watched it by myself.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. It
0: was very exciting.
1: Um <laughs> What was interesting is that like everyone around the room was like, "Oh, this is what I think is going to happen," yeah. and this is what I think is going to co- transpire, and here's what are, I think who's who I think is going to die. And I will say that the one thing that I've always appreciated about Game of Thrones is no matter how many theories are out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: nobody predicted this ending.
0: No, I mean, I you can say you can say there was the possibilities of some of those things that happened. The the uh, the death of danny was i think on everybody's mind on who would have done it and it was you know either down to arya or jon really and uh, although there was one point last night where i thought is tyrion about to publicly execute her when she was walking behind her when, yeah. before he just you know quit in front of her i actually thought that was that could have been assassination attempt which had me very very anxious it was very anxiety uh, driven that whole scene but then i realized okay he's just quitting and i thought he was gonna die and he didn't but i was i thought okay that's fine and then everything else that happened i was surprised but not satisfied Oh really? Okay. I was kind of like, okay, yeah, that's that's a one way to do it. That's okay, sure, fine. <laughs> I, the end, she's dead, and Brand's king, and that's good. But is it?
1: Okay, so let's unpack some of these things because yeah. that's a lot that you just said, and of course. Oops, spoiler
0: alert. Perhaps, yeah, I mean, come on. I
1: mean, but at this point, anybody that cares about Game of Thrones was watching it last night. Yeah. To just, to not be spoiled themselves. Yeah. Because they didn't want anybody online talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I, I'm, a, I'm a mixed bag about this, because I have always been Team Stark since episode one. Yes. Um, and... I have always, and most of my ups and downs with the show has always been stemmed from the Starks, like when mm-hmm. they, when either a, a dire wolf has died, right. when a Stark has died, yep. I have always freaked the fuck out. That's okay. like, my emotional ties to the show has mostly been with the Starks.
0: Okay. Okay. So,
1: in hindsight, on paper, if you look at what happened on paper mm-hmm. last night. Yep, yep, yep. I'm actually happy that this is A Time for Wolves, which was actually going to be the title of the last book that George R. R. Martin said that he wanted to name it A Time for Wolves, okay. but changed it to Hope for Spring instead. Um, I think it's kind of fitting that if the last book is called Time for Wolves, that that's the ending where we got, where mm-hmm. si- essentially the Starks came out being the winner of Game of Thrones. Yes. Um so I do, on paper, like that idea yes. a lot. How we got there is where I think everyone on the internet and myself is, meh, about... Too fast. Yeah, it's, I think that's just the overall problem with the last two seasons is that uh, D&D, the creators of Game of Thrones, got hired to do a new trilogy for Star Wars... And couldn't start doing the new trilogy or developing it until they finished Game of Thrones. HBO wanted them to go for ten seasons, and they were like, "You know what? No, we're only going to do eight seasons."
0: Is that on? The, is that on the record? Is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It,
1: it has been on the record before that D and D were wanting to wrap it up and get it over with, and HBO wanted them to continue. So if they wanted to, they could have made three more seasons of this show.
0: I mean, if anything, if they would have, I feel like, I feel like at the end of. The last season before this one that ended last night, it, 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 we, we weren't, it ended with, with the consummation of the relationship between Danny and Jon Snow, which was, to me, came out of nowhere because there was literally an episode right before where they were just kind of like eye to eye with each other, kind of like, okay, we're going to do business together. There was no semblance of like, he's in love and she's in love. Like it was pretty much all of a sudden they're on a boat. And that means that they're in love and they're gonna have sex, and then that's the end of the season. And I felt like that had no place in that season. I wish, if anything, if this if this last season would have started with that, with the consummation of them, and then have this half of this season like a good good six episodes to like believe that they're in love. And then every I think every decision that they made after that would have had much more of a weight because. Everything that they, they, the, I'll, I'll just be very clear the actual conclusions in last night's episode were really well done. Yeah. The conclusion of how Daenerys uh, met her fate and the conclusion of who became king and the conclusion of the Lannisters, the actual conclusion of Lannisters, and then the actual conclusion of the now six kingdoms and the actual conclusion of the wildlings and, and Jon Snow going up to the north and Tyrion, who he became and you know how he was pardoned, all the conclusions were our, Arya's conclusion excellent it was very like where they landed and where they're going is very interesting and fitting i just feel cheated that we never had time to get there organically i guess well or it just felt like we didn't there was no time between last season and this season to believe that these two were in love there was no 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 time between now and then to to really get a sense of what Sansa was, you know, the machinations of Sansa's uh, yeah. plight. There was no time to to give Jamie a little bit of more brewing to go back. Although I'm, I'm still okay with his conclusion. I hate how the Lannisters died, but it only works. The death for me only worked because of how they show it in last night's episode. Oh, yeah. which was a Greek tragedy... Oh, yeah. ...that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I really liked that scene. That being said, I still have an issue on how Jamie uh, Jamie and Cersei's met their demise. Uh, even when it happened, I thought, well, they're not showing the bodies, so they might be alive. I was kind of excited when I saw his hand, but obviously they're dead. But then I was interested in what they showed me, so I was going to say, okay, see, these endings are good. I like where they went, but... I never got the chance to like grow into what could happen. It just felt like and the end, and the end, and the end, and the end, the end, the end, the end, the end. And I was just like, and also the poetic crypty cryptiness of of what happened after Jon Snow killed uh, uh, Danny. And then that interaction with the dragon was kind of weird. But if you understand and really look, that because he was also a Targaryen, uh, he kind of smelled that there's a lineage there. They're like cousins, really. So it was weird but understandable. But you really have to go nerd up on the last the whole show, really, when he meets Danny to really understand kind of that scene. So I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot to unpack with just yeah. that rant right there. I mean. Generally speaking, I think the general public consensus is nobody would be upset with these decisions if it had been earned, if it had been nourished, earned, if it yeah. had been expanded, if like somebody was saying, even if you gave me three more episodes, it might have been easier to yeah. accept that Danny went Hitler. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, for sure. She went totally Hitler and I never had a problem with her beginning. Just spoiler alert for my opinion about Danny, and to begin with, the, the, I never really cared that much about Danny because, yeah. again, the whole Messiah complex to me is like, meh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually turning her mad w- made her more interesting to me, and if I had spent more times of her going mad, I would have maybe felt more of the weight of her being killed by John. Sure. Um, again, we didn't have enough time if we had had even two more seasons and you would had the the this season be about the white walker battle up at the yeah. north and you had Johnny and Dan, uh, sorry, Danny and John being falling even more in love with each other, mm-hmm. being unified with each other, and then you drop the bomb at the end of the season. Oh, by the way, John's the actual heir to the Iron Throne, mm-hmm. and then you spent this entire last season of Danny slowly, go, slowly going mad because she's recognizing that what she cares about more than. Anything else in the world is power. And Mm -hmm. she's recognizing that in herself. She's recognizing that Westeros in himself is not going to accept her like they did. I don't even remember where she was. Um, Across Uh, the sea.
0: Yeah, where she left her bodyguard. Yeah. Taking care of, which checked out of the show completely. Like his last episode was that one when he's like taking over the reins for Danny, and I, I do forget that kingdom right there. But that character, gone. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, fine. He wasn't that important later on in the consequences, but it's also kind of like this thread that kind of like, we just didn't touch again. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, and it's like, I would have accepted more of the Bell's turns. More. I mean, I, again, I kind of felt nothing when she was killing all these people. In fact, when she started killing all these people, I was like, well, obviously she's dead the next episode. It's just mm-hmm. the question of who's going to kill her. Is right. it going to be John? Is it going to be... Aria. Aria yeah. I thought it was maybe going to be Aria. And, um,
0: based on that ending.
1: Based on that um, ending. Getting I... on that
0: white horse on yeah, the second to last episode. Yeah. And just going after um, a, a person with blue eyes, right?
1: Green eyes. Green
0: eyes, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Which they never fulfilled that prophecy. No. But oh, well.
0: It was kind of like she was she was like going for it. She was like, you know, nailing everything. I really expected her to have her you know rue the day. But even though she didn't, she was the one of the few arcs in the whole show that I was just like that make that's great. Yeah. It, they I think they gave her, you know, I'm going to I'm going into territory of what did work in terms of conclusions where it's just like even though Jamie Lannister's death felt kind of like uh only because Cersei I believe deserved much worse. Oh yeah. She deserved much worse and I feel like I'll, you know, that'll never happen now on television, but that being said, Arya Stark's arc all the way to the very end was either going to conclude in either two things: either she's going to die, or anything else, because mm-hmm. there's really there wasn't really anything there in the world that she was uh, going back to after being a nobody to really be like, well, she can do anything. She can either you know become. You know, part of the kingdom. She can, you know, become the protector of the north. She could uh, kill the kill the queen and become queen of the six kingdoms, or she could have done anything, or just become an assassin. And she decided to just become a, a an explorer, yeah, which was kind of great. And so her conclusion was very satisfying, and like apropos, and it, it felt like there was enough of there was like literally three episodes during the whole show, that was all about Arya, Arya's, you know, journey, and so I thought that had a payoff. Jamie as well, because he went, really started at zero as a terrible human being, to being redeemed into, like, a victorious hero, to then just basically, like an addict, go back to his fix of how he, you know, he showed how much he really did love Cersei's, and he died... Not in the most, you know, he died doing what he did best, which was protecting her. So I think those two storylines were fine.
1: Well, I disagree with Jamie because mm-hmm. I, I, that's probably the most disappointing thing to me besides Cersei's death. Mm-hmm. Is that Jamie's arc to me was like, again, I'm very impressed with the show that can takes a complete asshole that yeah, needs to I'm die yeah. from episode one when he pushes Bran out the window. Mm-hmm. And make him redeemable and make him likable and make him where I was rooting for him to actually live. Like when he was that moment when I thought he was going to stay up north with Brianna Tarth, I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's great." Mm-hmm. And when he went back to Cersei, I was one of those people that was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, you better sure. you better be fucking going back there to kill her." Mm. Which I thought would have been epic and that would have been a, talk about a Shakespearean tragedy. That yeah. would have been completely Shakespearean of them if Jamie had gone back to end this whole mess that mm-hmm. started it, which was pushing Bran out the window because he was fucking his sister,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if he'd gone to shut her eyes forever because he realized he recognized that she couldn't stay in this world anymore because she causes too much trouble, I thought that would have been a fitting ending. However, I'm not one of those fanboys that's going to sign the petition to change the show. This is what the writers. No, wanted. the show's over. Yeah, the show's the over. The show's over. The everybody. show's not going to be remade. No. Everyone, calm down. Um, but. Jamie's arc was the, probably the most disappointing to me.
0: Hmm. Danny
1: and John's arc is just one of those things where I'm like,
0: this, there wasn't any.
1: There, well, yeah, I mean,
0: it wasn't an arc.
1: Da, Danny and John to begin with. I, John, I just I think there was that scene where he was talking to Tyrion, and the the one the one complaint I have about that John, scene,
0: Jesus Christ, that scene was frustrating. The scene was frustrating.
1: Yeah, it felt like there was two things that you I mean, thought. the
0: chamber where where, where Tyrion yeah, where, was captured. Yeah, yeah. where Tyrion well, after he quits. Yeah, yeah right.
1: John never made any decision himself. Yeah, somebody pointed this out to me, and I think it's great. Even though John got the ending that he wanted, which was to go to the wall with Ghost and yeah. and live with the wildlings, he never made that choice himself. No. literally, Tyrion had to talk him into killing Danny. Then. Tyrion and Bran and everybody else decided that Jon was going to go to the Wall, which I'm still confused why nobody had to mention. Hey, by the way, did you guys know that he's actually a Targaryen and he should probably consider taking the throne himself? Um, none of that. Well, he seemed... doesn't.
0: But he would have said no.
1: Yes, but that then that would have been his choice.
0: Mm-hmm. But he's been saying no. That's his one. That's the only thing he's he's chosen to do is say no. From day one. Right. He's always been like, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't but want it. But the like, last episode
1: it. just showed John being so passive aggressive. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, come to your own decisions yourself, yeah. man. But like that. Well,
0: here's the thing. He was, they were saying, they were saying that, you know, it was because in the episode you you're, you're, they're, they're, they're giving us the, the viewers like, well, it's you know, he's struggling because he also loves her. It's like, no, he doesn't because that love story was so rushed That I don't believe it. I never believed their chemistry. I never believed that they were meant for each other. They loved each other so deeply. Like, you know, John had more of a love connection with the wildling that was killed by that fucking kid that stabbed him in the heart.
1: Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You mean his actual wife? Yeah, his actual wife. wife. Yeah, his actual wife.
0: But it was kind of like, all right. And then you give me Danny's love story and it's not, I don't care because there's there's been no time for them.
1: So it kind of goes back to that question of do you think real life chemistry matters or is it just an acting ability? Because I do think organic electric chemistry is a real thing and if actors don't have it it doesn't matter if you're a good actor or not, it's not going to register to people. That's what I personally think. And the problem with Danny and John is that they're, they're besties in real life mm-hmm. and she's good friends with um, his actual wife, Ygritte. And they even said from day one when they found out that they were going to be lovers, they both felt odd about it. They felt weird about it. And I think it kind of shows in their performance that mm. they just felt off about it as as just friends that were like, and, uh, he's kind of like my mate. I can't. He's kind of like my brother. I can't see myself doing it. I don't know. That's that's just something that they've come out and said, and now I wonder if that's one of the reasons why, besides the writing and the lack of time, mm-hmm. we never quite bought into them as a, a couple.
0: I think the, the I think it's more on the writing and the time aspect that really hindered on how they connected because. Even I, I think even if they if as actors they didn't have that innate chemistry, it you could write it. Mm-hmm. You could have written it. You could have taken your time and develop it. You could have had. There was literally like two times that they were having a good time together, and they were and and those two times that I remember is when other people are observing them and talking about them. Right. So we're not even engaged with their own loving banter. We're seeing it from the eyes of somebody. Else, that's observing them, that also doesn't count as because that's just someone's opinion and then somebody else's opinion, and so they're in love. I was like, not really. Like the Wildling girl, there was like a good five episodes of that relationship developing before they even got in the you know hot tub in the cave, you know, and so to get to this point of just like when they're on the ship at the end of uh, the season prior, I was kind of like. Did I, I I literally, I was, because, you know, me, I was playing catch-up, and when I played catch-up then, I really thought I had skipped an episode between that episode where they got together, the season finale, and the second line. I thought there was one in the middle, but I was kind of, okay, fine. Like, that was weird, and I still think it's weird. So if it had better writing, I think the chemistry, even if it didn't seem organic, at least there was storytelling backing that up
1: no i'll I'll give that to you. Yeah. I do think it, uh, at the end of the day, most of the crimes of like if if they had developed that love story better than that the tragedy of him killing her would have probably hurt a lot more yeah um but moving on from like but honestly like it didn't Danny's death had no register to me like when she died I was yeah. like no okay well, that,
0: that's the thing like like Danny's death as well as Danny's like uh destruction of of uh Oh, God, what's the town? What's the city that they, she called? King's Landing? Yeah, when she destroyed all of King's Landing, that was an amazing scene, and that was awesome, and I loved it. I, I thought it was great, but we didn't earn it. Yeah. I don't think it was earned at all. Like, there was just no... so. So I was kind of like, this was ridiculous. This was tragic, horrifying. Like it was like it looked amazing. It it was like Castlevania. Like yeah. it, like the rape and pillage in Castlevania is horrendous. Oh, it's very horrible. similar type of feeling and, and visual idea. But this was kind of like, and and she's bad. And she's like you said, she said uh-huh. right away, she's a terrible person. Go and, uh, and th- there was just no no growth there, which. ...affects the relationship between her and John, which is also a problem because of the writing and the time. So the feelings that were supposed to be there in the actions that were given weren't earned or or growing. They were just thrown at us. So I don't think we could say that the chemistry would have been an issue. I can't say the chemistry can't be an issue because I think the show... The showrunners, the writers, and every, like I think I think it was just too rushed for anything to feel right. All of, even though the endings were working, uh-huh. I don't know. So I want to I want to have this
1: discussion real quick, and then yeah. let's move on to the rest of the season. Sure. So. There was an Entertainment Weekly article that came out about Danny's demise, okay. and there was a lot of like, of course, Amelia Clark was talking about how she was upset because that was her character, and she was walking around like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Amelia
0: Clark was upset that she's going to die.
1: No, she was just it was a, just an emotional oh okay, okay season okay. for her in general gotcha. because she's like was you know again, Game of Thrones has been building up Danny as the Jesus Christ figure, mm-hmm. like she and John were the Jesus Christ figures of the show, right? Which is another for like th- ten years, yeah. And to me, that's why I'm kind of relieved that Game of Thrones chose not to make a messiah the king. Like, that, I'm all for neither John nor Danny actually getting the Iron Throne, Mm -hmm. because that would have been very stereotypical Mm. in general. But this is an interesting thing I want to bring up real quick, because you are a man and I am a woman. And Kit Harington wrote in one of the paragraphs that he worries that the final two episodes will be accused of being sexist, an ongoing criticism that Game of Thrones has recently resurfaced perhaps more pointedly than ever before. He quotes, One of my worries with this is we have Cersei and Danny, two leading women who fall, he says. The justification is, just because they're women, why should they be goodies?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: They're the most interesting characters in the show, and that's what Thrones has always done. You can't just say that strong women are going to end up... up the good people denny is not a good person it's going to open up discussions but there's nothing to be there's nothing done in the show that isn't truthful to the characters and when you when have you ever seen a woman play a dictator
0: that's that. I understand that point of view. I don't think it's sexist. I see it as like, yeah, you never, you might have not seen a woman play a dictator, but a dictator, is a dictator, and a dictator has to be put down. Like, yeah. e, like there's nothing. There's nothing. It's like saying it's like saying Harley Quinn's a role model, yeah. which I disagree. Harley no. Quinn is a terrible role model for women, and she should be defeated every time she has an up. I don't care how you see it, it as like, you know, you know that it's not. It's not an example of I, I don't think it's an example of sexism. I think it's an example of just like she's a tyrant. She needs to be put down because she is a Targaryen. And like her like like the old king that died, the mad king, she should be put down as well. It has nothing to do with her sex.
1: Right. And there was a there was a collider interview where it was like two men and two women talking about this. And mm. one guy went on this tangent saying I can't believe before we kill this one strong female role model, which they countered him on, she's not the only strong female role Who's model.
0: The, no, Brienne of Tarth is a strong female role yeah, model. Exactly. Arya Stark
1: is a strong female and role then
0: And then after that, Sansa. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Maybe. I mean, you know? um, he's like, but the scene you get before Danny dies is two white men discussing that she needs to die. And one person and one woman came in saying, I think man or woman, if anybody had done what Danny and just did those two would be in the same room talking about this person needs yeah, to die absolutely um as a as a woman i actually like the fact that strong female characters are not always the good guys i think right. a real feminist to me is somebody that craves equal attention that men get there are good men and there are bad men i want good women and i want bad women yeah and I, and I'm sorry. Sometimes the antagonist, like Cersei Lannister, to me was always the most engaging uh, female for the longest time she on knows. screen. More than Danny. I I remember getting bored sometimes in past seasons mm-hmm. when Danny was on screen. I remember thinking, My God, this woman is taking forever to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Where Cersei, as much as I wanted to see her die. I was always anxious to see what she was going to do every time she was on the screen. Who was she going to fuck over? Was she going to have an emotional breakdown? Mm -hmm. Was she just going to get drunk? Was she going to outmaneuver somebody? You know, it was just, she was a very interesting, well-written character, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm also pissed she died the way she did. Mm -hmm. I really wanted somebody to fucking kill her. Yeah,
0: for sure. I, I... I could argue uh, with you about uh, the the length that Danny took to get to where she was, based on the fact that she was going through uh, political measures. She was sure. going at, with her aides. She was going through bureaucracy, mm-hmm. which was taking a toll on her as it yeah. progressed. She was kind of like, "This is not working. Yeah. This is not working." Unlike Cersei's, who does whatever the hell she wants. Uh-huh. Like she basically, it took it took a lot of bullshit on the part of like the cabinet that 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 danny uh held to turn into cersei's basically at the last in the last few episodes they're just like i'm just gonna do i'm just gonna take one you know copy her and 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 gain the power by fear like cersei's is because cersei never cared about the people she's just cared about herself and her family and the results to maintain her status and that made her extremely engaging and interesting because like you said, you don't know what's gonna happen next when she's on screen, which was also disappointing in this season because she was barely in it um, on, on, only only like looking out a window, looking out of a tower, looking out of a balcony and then and then at the end when she was you know uh, kind of obli- not even oblivious, she was kind of like faking it that everything was gonna be okay and I was like that was I felt that was out of character as well so I was kind of like already disappointed with the direction that she was taking in the last season being that she was the most fascinating villain in fantasy and in television one of the best villains ever and I was kind of like okay that makes sense she can do whatever she wants Danny on the other hand yeah it took a long long time because she was a naive young girl who was growing up in a world full of men that were you that she's used to being either a victim of or, or just, you know, talked down to, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So her rise might have taken time, and I think it was worth taking all that time to get there if we only had more time for this flip that happened in this season, then I think that time would have, that arc would have been much more uh, full circle instead of like, I think it was cut in half. The development of her, they took their time and never finished it. They kind of rushed her her conclusion of a character.
1: Yeah, and I think the most interesting thing about uh, where the parallels of Cersei and Danny are is they're two women in a man's world mm-hmm. um, where they both eventually do come out top dogs. And I, what I liked about what they exercised with Cersei is that a lot of the bu- bullshit, fucked up things she did came out of protecting herself and being so tired of being treated the way she has i mean the way her father treated her the way robert baratheon treated her uh maybe even Tyrion lannister treated her because i remember she got upset with him for like marrying off her daughter without mm. what with, she had no say in that yeah. whatsoever which pissed her the fuck off um so everything she did that was was
0: also when they murdered her son joffrey who to this day, that's one of the most satisfying things on TV.
1: Oh my god, when he died, I was so fucking happy. I was that's waiting so for that figuring. kid. Was this that season four or season three?
0: I think it was four. I'm I know not it's four. Sure. It's yeah. four. It's
1: the beginning of four. And yeah. I just I I waited four seasons for Joffrey to die because from episode one, that was a little shit of a um, character. He sucked. He sucked so badly. Yeah. Um But and that's that's the kind of the conclusion I wanted for Cersei, in the sense that she's been sucking so badly, and a lot of her decisions justify. With Danny turning evil, it would have been nice to see that mirroring parallel of her and Cersei, th- where you make the audience think, "Oh, they're not so different after all," because Danny has gone through similar things, being mm-hmm. forced into a marriage just like Cersei was. Yeah. Uh, having to justify her existence, just like Cersei did. Whatever men would betray her, she would have them killed, mm-hmm. just like Cersei did. did.
0: Did you believe? Did you believe uh, Danny's uh, chemistry between um, <sighs> her first husband, the Dothraki? Oh,
1: um, Jason Momoa. Cal- Jason Momoa, I don't remember the first season with okay. very well so it wasn't i don't what i remember the first season is the starks yes and their direwolves yes. and the way they were treated by the lannisters mm-hmm. those were the two most compelling families to me in the first yes. season danny in the first season only became interesting when she got dragons and even then i i was a little checked out and same mm-hmm. thing you know let's let's um well but before we go to the council let's talk a little bit more about the scene between John and Tyrion because I mm-hmm, you yeah. were you you felt things there and I want to yeah. hear it.
0: I I thought I when when John goes to see Tyrion obviously I'm expecting Tyrion to be like hey, you know what to do. Uh-huh. And like that's the scene. The scene is basically you know what to do what surprised me so much what which was already that was that was a scene that I finally checked out from Jon Snow. I was yeah. like it's like this guy seeing like he was Tyrion was lying to himself in terms of like, she can be good, she can be good, you know, forfeiting the friendship uh, that he had uh, in the season, in the episode prior to that, like with Ferris, Ferris, like killing Ferris and like doing like he, he has uh, uh, an insurmountable amount of guilt Mm -hmm. uh, seeing that he was blind all this time. Whereas it's like John literally being in the lair of the dragon is so pathetic Mm-hmm. in terms of how his decisions were to like no 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 she's our queen she's our queen she's our queen like i was already sick of she's our queen from like the 18th time he said it in like one episode i was just like i get it you 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 don't want the job but you're also afraid i i like that the I, the reason tyrion couldn't accept that she was evil was a lot of it based out of fear which jon was based out of fear but also just like ignorance and being like, you know, just like an emo Aragorn. Like, he was Aragorn if Aragorn was Kylo Ren. It was kind By
1: the way, there was a lot of Lord of the Rings references in this last episode. For sure. There
0: was Oh yeah, there was like the ending montages, but the the montages looked weird. I had a problem with with the montage. They looked nice, which was a problem for me because I was like this looks like it's something else. It looks like a promo uh, of like, you know, the sword being sheathed and like the robes being put on Sansa and then uh, Arya walking on her pirate ship and you're like, "Oh, this looks like the promo for the next season." But no, it's the ending. I was like, "Okay." But I felt that Jon Snow kind of like shriveled into his self and and became like this little you know raisin of you know I don't I don't know what to do I was like and Tyrion is just telling him dude you have you have if you don't do it we're lost yeah. we're done and it took him literally that scene was the only reason that scene was too long for me is because. John was such a shit. They wrote him, and Tyrion's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then he starts to leave. And I, I still can't. And then Tyrion has to just insist upon it. And I and I, that was a really frustrating scene. And it's probably, again, for the same reason, there was no time to understand what he was feeling. His feelings felt un... Unorg- it didn't feel real. It didn't feel like he he was... The feeling the way he is because we haven't had time to see that progression happen. So I think it came off as just like, this guy sucks now. Like they just wrote him poorly. If we, had, if we had a love story, if we had a relationship that endured for a little bit between him and her, even knowing that she's his aunt, it would have still been more compelling if we got to know them together more. Whereas, it's just like, we didn't. And all we had was just like, no, I don't want her, but she's my queen. And I'll do whatever she says because this is the right thing to do because I don't want the job. That's all I got. And that wasn't enough.
1: No, and I, I honestly think, to your point of like, if the love story had been stronger, then I think what that scene could have been is John recognizing that now he needs to kill her, but he needs the courage to do it. So he goes to talk to Tyrion and be like, I know I have to do this. I but I don't know how because mm-hmm. I love her. And Tyrion's all of Tyrion's speeches are great. Um mm-hmm. like him sitting there saying I also loved her too and you also buy that because again he spent more screen time with her.
0: That makes sense.
1: Then then John did. I mean Tyrion spent yeah. like what since season 5 or 6 mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. Um and and Tyrion's whole thing about like seeing his brother and sister dead and recognizing that like he was wrong and he needs and he knows that Danny has to die and that also hurts him was more believable than John's reasonings and again I also checked out with John Snow I was like are you fucking kidding me man like you need to grow some balls about this but if we had earned more of their love story like you had said I think that scene would have worked out great if John's like there's only one person that will give me the enough reason and courage and understands what I'm going through. Because, again, Tyrion said, I love her too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he goes, I have to go talk to him before I can go kill her. Because I don't know how I'm going to kill her unless Tyrion talks to me. So if that, if that had been the motivation for the scene, then I think that would have been a great scene.
0: Yeah. I it, it, Again, it, would, it was all missing context. Yeah. Like, that scene was missing weight mm-hmm. it was too light on why it's happening because of the, um, the the lack of time to for me as a viewer to like ac- ac- accept that this is where John is like John just felt like he was in shock, like he, he witnessed the murder of King's Landing, like the decimation of an entire, of children, like that one scene at the beginning of the episode where Tyrion is just walking around and seeing dead children, dead corpses yeah. everywhere. Like that one guy that was, you know, his head is spinal cord exposed and just like horrifying, tragic things and it's just like, that wasn't enough. I, I, it's hard to believe that that wasn't enough for Jon Snow. Seeing everything that Jon Snow has seen since the death of his dad, mm-hmm. since since he got his father got the chop, I'm it's I'm hard pressed to believe that that's where he landed at the very end of it all, where he's just like I don't know what to do. I was like, dude, he's literally seen death. I understand why not take the crown because of his death. Actually, yeah. it makes sense. It's like after you're dead and after seeing that there's nothing there, you know, as he said in the last episode, yeah, it perfectly makes sense why after he came back to life the crown is the least of his wants and yeah. no matter who gave him the, the the, authorities like you have the power to do this you, have, you are the, the chosen one even with the job literally right there on his hand it didn't mean anything to him being that he's seen already so much mm-hmm. and that being said about the character that's why how he ended it was kind of like Again, it was just like it was just out of place for John. I feel like they, they 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 just killed off any interesting thing that he's been brewing all this time for, I don't know what reason.
1: And also too, if the only reason in the world in this entire show that John found out about his parentage was to was was to cause a rift between he and Danny. Again, it's not really that well earned because I was also wondering during the council meeting. I was like, "Why is nobody mentioning that John's actually a Targaryen?" Mm-hmm. And if and if it doesn't matter that he's a Targaryen, then why the hell did we make such a big deal about it? If John himself was not going to have to deal with that, more more people knowing that he's a Targaryen, How, why wasn't he dealing with more with the dragons? Like, mm-hmm. a, which by the way, let's go back to Drogon for a second. Yeah. speaking of A forced things, um. I'm very confused about the intelligence of dragons, mm-hmm. because um, I I thought they, while they were intelligent, I didn't think they could fully comprehend what was at stake here. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he chose to melt the throne, while that looked cool and stuff, from a narrative perspective, I'm like, how does he know that that's the source of all the problems? Does he think mm-hmm. that the throne killed his mom because there's a knife in her? Like... I mean, that was I don't weird know. to me.
0: There's also there's also the idea that she's psychically linked with these animals. Yeah, like I, that's how I, I i that's the only way I could understand it. Which that relationship of being, I guess, uh, linked was never clear to me uh-huh. as a viewer because that's what it was. I guess implying in this sort of poetic moment of like burning the throne down for for a split second, I thought when the dragon appeared. That he was that was the end of Jon Snow. I right. thought he's just gonna burst into flames. And then when I saw him melting the throne, I thought, oh, this is gonna be horrible. He's gonna heat up the throne and then put John in it and just fry him and melt him in there. I thought this was gonna be a horrifying death scene. It was neither. It was kinda like this poetic idea of just like this is the source of all this. Like he kind of figured out what the Game of Thrones was. <laughs> And Which was a
1: dumb chair that was ugly.
0: It was a big chair full of knives, and then he sees his mother that's dead, and then he sees this other Targaryen. Like he see, like it's like cousin. What happened? Mother's dead. Why? That's fire coming out. Why? <laughs> and then because they're linked as I guess somewhat of a family, he can't kill his cousin which is the most benevolent creature in the whole show because anybody that kills any family member is going to die. Yeah. So it showed, it showed kind of like this superior uh, intelligence that I didn't understand was there from the beginning, but if it was, cool. Well, again, not,
1: war- not, um, not warranted, not, um, not earned.
0: Not earned or just like, that was new to me. Yeah. Like, that was just new. I was like, oh, this is... Okay. So, he... Like, the the, the the dragon was very aware of what was happening. And, you know, it's like a morality tale. And, you know, he's like, this is the source of all the evil. This chair. And I was expecting him to kill him. Or I was expecting for the dragon to be... I was, I was like, imagining all sorts of things. I was like, where's Arya? Like, she's hiding somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I thought Arya's hiding somewhere and she's gonna... Chop, you know, chop the dragon's head off or something like that or, you know, something horrifying or awesome or fantastic.
1: I but. would have actually thought it'd be cool or I would have gotten it. Um, like, I thought this was all leading up to when she died and the dragon showed up. I was like, e- one or two things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Dragon's going to burst flames onto John, and John's not going to get affected by it because mm, he's a Targaryen. Because I kept thinking, have we ever seen Jon be attempted to be burned alive? And the answer is no, no, we have not. He
0: could have died by the blue dragon, that's it.
1: Yeah, he yeah. could have died by the blue dragon, but the the other dragons, I, I wanted to see maybe Drogon get angry and fire at him, see that mm. he can't be burned alive because he's a Targaryen. Um, and then the dragons sit there and go, oh, okay, so I guess you're my new master now, or you're my, you're my family now. Um, but even though he already knew he was a Targaryen, but just out of anger, like, dad, why? Yeah. Exactly. Um, That's right. I can't kill you. Exactly. He wouldn't have
0: killed him. (laughs) Maybe that's why, that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: And then if somebody had witnessed that, then the secret would have come even more out that Mm -hmm. John is an actual Targaryen. And then maybe the army would have knelt to him. And then I thought what might have happened then is John would have been like, okay, I'm going to do this one thing as a Targaryen. He would have come out um, because everyone would have maybe witnessed, like enough people would have witnessed that on Daenerys' army to go, oh shit, Mm -hmm. he's a Targaryen just like she is. Bend the knee to John. He's now our new leader. And John would have been like, okay, here's what's going to happen. All of you go home. I'm going to give you free land. You're going to retire. And then once everyone's like, John, thank you so much for saving the land. You would have been like, I'm going to go north because honestly, I really don't want this. You guys figure this out. I'm done. I'm going to go north with the wildlings and I'm going to retire because I've damned earned it because I've saved everybody now. I thought that was maybe going to happen, but it didn't. What did actually happen, David?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> he kills his, uh, his, his girlfriend slash aunt and the dragon uh uh has a very uh, you know sad moment where he burns the throne and he takes and he he opens up the walls you know whatever the destruction of the what, the all the walls that were behind the iron throne he just clears a path for himself he picks up his mom and his big talons and just flies away with her into somewhere so now in Westeros there's a dragon somewhere that is mourning the death of his mother and very confused about what just happened for the last ten years of his life, because because it it was all building up to to the death of his mother basically. Unless he's very intelligent, knows exactly what happened, and he's fine with it. But what I don't get or just like liked about it is just like you, you say, like if 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 if, if uh, Jon Snow would have come out and said, "I'm a Targaryen," is what happens. I don't think the Dothraki or the Unsullied would have given a shit. ...about him saying that because they... The Dothraki civilization has been decimated for the sake of Danny.
1: Well, but here's, a, here's
0: where I... And the Unsullied I... were freed because of her, not Jon Snow. So if even if Jon Snow said, I'm her nephew and I'm the heir to the throne... I don't think it would have been enough for the Unsullied or the Dothraki to be cool with it.
1: So here's where I would counter that. That's why they would have to at least witness uh, Drogon attempting to kill him. And when he comes out unscathed and unburned, the Unsullied and the Dothraki have always seen that sign as like, oh man, this is like a savior, this is like a god. Mm-hmm. And if they had witnessed that, I think they would have gotten superstitious, like, oh, this is a sh- shit, this is a natural mm-hmm. god. I think mean, that's where he could have gotten away with it. But only if Drogon had attempted to burn him alive.
0: But also only if Jon Snow would have wanted to.
1: Right. Well, because
0: it all comes down to Jon Snow wouldn't have wanted... He wouldn't have done any of that. Even if, even if he got burned in front of everybody, he would... 20 bucks, he would just be on his knees naked, just being like, just, just give me a cape and I'll leave. Like, he just wouldn't even want to admit it. Based on where his character has gone. I was like, he's so up his own ass on just wanting to live a simple life. Which I guess that's what he wanted. He just wants to live like a wandering nomad farmer guy. And he's not... He wasn't brave enough to admit that. Ever. Because that's what happens to him at the end. At the end of the show, he goes to the, you know, he goes to the Night's Watch. And then he opens the, the, they open the gates... And he goes up to the north with the wildlings to wander the earth for the rest of his life. You know, I don't think it even matters to him that he has a life sentence and that he can't marry. Because he apparently can't take any initiative to do anything by himself to even take on a wife. Like his, the wildling girl came on to him. You know, and that's why when he goes to Cersei's, no not Cersei's, when he goes to Danny on the boat, that was so out of character but it would have been fine if it was out of character if we had seen the progression of that happening.
1: Right. Um, well, here's another thing. Going back to what you think about the Encelad and the Dothraki, I'm even shocked that he even was kept taken prisoner. Like, why didn't they just slaughter him the second that it came out that he killed? Like, they never really, I felt that they never really went into why Tyrion and Jon were kept alive. I mean, somebody tried to say that it was because the Dothraki and the Unsullied didn't have a leader and they were were in a foreign land and they recognized that they needed a bargaining chip to get off the land. But that was never shown on screen, in my opinion. Did you see that or no?
0: No, it didn't, like, again, like, after after John kills Danny and the dragon flies away, I'm pretty sure it just faded black. Yep. And then we're just later. And it's just later.
1: It's a couple of weeks later, right? Yeah,
0: now, I, so. I, for a second there, I thought, they're not going to do a fucking Avengers, and she's like, <laughs> five years later, I was just like, I, I don't, we don't want that. But I thought, when that happened, I was just like, the consequences, like, when Danny was being held... And then she flies away all, by the dragon, and Jon Snow is just left there in front of what was the Iron Throne. All I'm thinking is just like, below that tower, there is hundreds and hundreds of the Unsullied and hundreds and hundreds of the Thraki that are, as soon as they realize that danny has gone, because Jon Snow stabbed her in the chest, they're going to decimate him. Yeah. They're going to kill him. So I was surprised that they took the upper hand. Um, but... That goes to show maybe more character on, um, what's his name, uh, the, the head of the, the 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 leader of the yeah, who yeah, was yeah. in mourning for Grey the gray worm. De- gray worm. worm lost the love of his life and lost his queen and is doing his queen's bidding to the bitter end. Which in my eyes he was struggling with, but he was also so angry at what happened to his lover that he was blinded by rage where his actions were all for the queen but also for himself. Like he was he was saying like when he was executing all these Lannister soldiers at the last episode last night, it seemed more like a I'm killing you because you killed my girlfriend, not I'm doing my job. Right. So so seeing that he's that vicious because he's in mourning and he's dealing with uh, with her death I'm I'm spacing on her name right now, but you know who I'm talking about. Masandi. Masandi. She got beheaded, and uh, by the mountain. And so, and we never get closure from him. We never get that. We never understand what he's going through. We can only surmise, and you know, and you know, uh, think about it. We and I just I saw that in him killing all those soldiers. It's like he's not doing his queen's bidding. He's doing his own um, revenge. Right. And so. For him to capture and keep Tyrion and capture and keep John, he respects John. I feel like. He respected John. He didn't attack him when John tried to stop him. He didn't attack uh, Tyrion because the Queen looked up to them. The Queen loved them, admired them, asked for their guidance in some cases. In some cases, she apparently fell in love with one of them. And so I think Grey Worm was aware of that, so he couldn't make that decision. All the decisions he was making were said by the Queen. So he wouldn't have killed Jon Snow, I think. Uh, because it's his, his decision to do that. The Dothraki, I think, have no leader either. So I think Grey Worm would be in charge of the Dothraki and the unsullied. So now Grey Worm is kinda like king of war. You know, he's now the, you know, basically the the, the, the general of the most vicious armies in the world. So I don't think it would have come up to him. But they definitely wanted justice as at the end. Um which I had a problem with because he goes to the he goes to the wall, which is some his life sentence, and then the unsullied are just going somewhere else. No one's keeping tabs on Jon Snow. Like like is Grey Worm just saying, This is the justice that I want? Is it an ignorant justice or is he cool with it because just stay up there and never come down here or I'll kill you. Like, was it a... Th- I, I don't know. I don't know. Too many questions on Grey Worm's uh, story at the end. Not enough for me to just like, you know, be pissed about it, but more just like, I would have been, I, I would have been great to, to, to see that inconsistency that you're seeing. of like, why didn't kill him? It's all lays on what Grey Worm felt, which we never got to know.
1: Right, I mean, I feel like the only hint we have about Greyworm and everybody is at the beginning of that scene at the Dragon Pit where all the houses and apparently a plastic water bottle was in the scene as well. Man, they can't God, catch a break. Can't they catch can't a catch break. a break, man. That's what happens when you have, what, over 20 million people watching yeah. this season. Somebody's looking for those inconsistencies. If only they, their editors did that. Mm-hmm. Um you would think a million dollars an episode, somebody would be like, I'm looking for all these inconsistencies right the fuck now. Um, anyways, um, the beginning of the dragon pit, there seems to still be squabbling between the houses. And I think Sir Davos is the one that stands up as like, Oh my God, all of us have been at war for so long. Can we please all just stop? Yeah. Um, I think that's the only thing that I think maybe might be a hint into gray worms. Um, because he was also talking to Masandi back about Noth, about how he is also tired of war. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all he is is a soldier. So I think maybe that's the only clue to why he is keeping Tyrion and Jon alive and maybe why he might let it go. It's because... Out of Masandi. Yeah, Missandei. well, Masandi and also Sir Davis's point of like, I think we're just all so emotionally done with this. Can we please just find some sort of conclusion? Mm-hmm. So we can all just go on with our lives and actually, you know, for once, just live and not worry about who's going to kill us or not. Um, which leads to the big reveal, which let's talk about that. What did they decide at the Dragon Pit?
0: Well, uh, not democracy for a hot second. No, was <laughs> Sam. That was Sam. 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 Sam proposed democracy and everybody laughed at him. And as I let the people decide, and everybody literally looked at each other. Even Sansa was just like, "This guy doesn't know what he's talking about." This, <laughs> nope. guy's, a, this guy's cute, and uh, so I, and I thought that was a funny moment because because they, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, no, 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 no. this is not real life. This is uh, this is a fantasy world where there's hierarchies, and we got to keep some semblance of that. But I did enjoy what the conclusion was, which is like, the kings will not be chosen by. By uh, hereditary reasons, or just like who's the heir, it'll be chosen by a committee. Well, kind of, kind, of, kind of, you know, it, kind of like it should be. If we're still gonna do kings and queens, just choose one that is apt to do it. Mm-hmm. So then, hence why that scene where uh, they nominate Bran, I was kind of, I was surprised, not disappointed per se. I thought that makes sense. Um, because you're not gonna get anything from John. Like, let's put it like John is your best choice based on he's an overall good uh, uh, war general. He's uh, he's of the people. He cares for the people. He he wants to save as many people as possible. He just doesn't want to do as a king. So, which is why he's great for for the job. No one else has the pedigree that Jon Snow does to 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 be the heir to the throne, except surprisingly Bran, because. He's, um, you know, a, a uh, paraplegic superhero that can see the past, the present, and the, f- and the possible future. Because of his super sight uh, beyond sights, um, he's like this thundercat sword embedded in a person. Mm-hmm. You know, he, can s- he has sight beyond sight. And he can see all these things. So I understand that, okay, that's a really good calculated decision. On this, also he's young. He can rule for fifty plus sixty plus years. I don't. I actually don't know how long the people in in this universe live for, but I'm guessing pretty long. So that was surprising. And then the committee of you know that saves basically Tyrion from from uh, becoming uh, a dead person. The last remaining Lannister. Uh, He's redeemed, and I like the reason for him taking the job. Uh, Because Bran said, you know, to fix all, basically to fix everything you screwed up, which I think is the best conclusion for Tyrion. Uh, Will he, because it it opens up the idea, kind of like Arya, it opens up the idea of what kind of a person Tyrion will become later in the future. He's been molding up to be a very respectable uh, aide. In how to run a country, how to run uh, cities and the people, because he's of the people, he you know used to whore around with the people and vibe with the people and just be a degenerate like the people. So he's the only—I think he's literally the only one that's as intelligent as a high up and as detrimental as like the lower depths of Westeros. So he's perfect sentence for him. So that the, the ending. Although I didn't expect Bran to be anything really, I was satisfied with that decision.
1: So I have a couple of thoughts about yeah. that. Um, again, I've always been House Stark. So yeah. on paper, I like these things. Um, Bran, on paper, does make sense. He is somebody that is not um, influenced by want and need anymore, he's just somebody that just knows things. He he knows more things than Tyrion, which I will admit. Part of me does want to see what a Bran kingdom and a Tyrion as Hand looks like, yeah. because it must—it's going to be frustrating for Tyrion to always lose to Bran, who will always know more than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, which you could kind of see a hint of that happening when he has his King Councils, and Tyrion's like, "Yeah, well." get on that like yeah. he's he's almost intimidated by the fact that Bran is gonna walk into the room already know what Tyrion's gonna say and what he's gonna do so there is no hiding from Bran anything um so I do and that in a sense is where I go back to well this is now Bran is starting to become interesting to me because now he's ruling as a three-eyed raven who wants nothing and feels nothing
0: he won't have Tyrion. children yeah he
1: won't have children But the downfall of being it revealed that it's Bran, to me, was a little bit of a huh. Because let's talk about another character whose scenes I skipped a lot in the Mm -hmm. past season was Bran. Like, I I could not give a flying fuck about Bran Mm -hmm. in most seasons. I think he wasn't even there for one of the seasons of Game of Thrones at all. I think he just was not there. Mm -hmm. I think it was season five, something like that. He just didn't make an appearance. So I'm like, are you telling me this entire time, this kid that Mm -hmm. fell off a window, who becomes a cripple, who can work, whose scenes were very boring to Mm -hmm. me most of the time, that's my king now? Like, Again, I think it would have... I would have been more emotionally... I would have felt more emotion about it had I cared about Mm -hmm. the character of Bran, Um, which I will give it to Game of Thrones. Never saw that coming. And then when the scene happened between he and Tyrion in the council, I was like... Wait, but I might care now. Right. But the show's over. Right. So what? Okay. And then on on that note with the Starks, I'm surprised that Sansa was allowed to have an independent kingdom, and it didn't cause an uproar with all the rest of the houses, especially what's her face from the um, uh, the Greyjoys. Right. Like I was expecting her to be like. Bullshit. Right. If Sansa gets to have her own kingdom, then I get to have my mm-hmm. own kingdom. I was expecting that to go down because that would have been in character for her. Yeah. Like, she was already throwing a fight about this whole thing. She's yeah, like, she's no, honest. I stood up for Daenerys. Yeah. I, I'm not about this right now. And then and then they just all, all these houses let the Starks just basically win everything. Mm-hmm. They get their own kingdom and their blood is now on the throne. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a lot more. Now, I didn't expect the Tullys to, because the Tullys are family. I didn't expect them to throw up fit. Or even um, the little bird guy that's now uh, a grown-ass man. Uh, Little
0: bird guy. The the,
1: the guy that was, um, it was Catelyn's sister, like on the veil.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
1: was expecting, like, I didn't expect them to throw any sort of Mm -hmm. anything, but I, you know, Dorne, the unnamed prince who we Mm -hmm. didn't know who that was, I was expecting maybe Dorne or the Greyjoys would be like, yo, what do you mean she gets her own kingdom? Right. What do you mean that's allowed? Mm -hmm. Like, I was expecting then the wheel to just start all over again. Like, there you go, Sansa. We mm-hmm. were all unified until you had to sit there and say, no, uh, the North is going to be its own thing by bitch.
0: Like it's always been. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the decisions of what they ended up doing in the kingdoms of just like one step forward, one step back. Yeah. Um, keeping one thing the same and then another thing moving forward. I think that was a interesting idea. Um, I think it just, it, it, it fell into the conclusions of where these characters wanted to be Mm -hmm. like from the beginning Sansa I guess always wanted to be queen yep always wanted that and uh, without any with her naivete and not knowing how the world worked back then uh, she got to a conclusion where all those like seeing in retrospect seeing every time she's not there you don't every time you don't see Sansa you just she's she's in Winterfell Showing face and just representing. And she stayed there because she's not good in battle, but she knew what to do. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like she's just been grooming herself for the job that she, I guess, always dreamed of. And she got what she wanted. I think the Greyjoys didn't give much fuss because of Theon's sacrifice. I think Theon's sacrifice had, had a lot to do with not, not stirring shit up. Okay. Because um, because Theon pre Reek uh, was a disaster of a person. Right. And and was and he got shit from that and then he became Reek, got shit for that, and he was pardoned by his sister, he was pardoned by the Starks, and he himself rescued his sister like he, he 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 kinda like made peace he himself doing what he did I think has a lot to do with that decision for the Greyjoys to be just like fine Sansa just keep doing what you want because the Greyjoys still have the Iron Fleet they still you know they keep their lands which is really what she wanted right you know Uh, so I think that that worked what was surprising is that yeah no one uh, fussed about her doing that but again I think it's because no one wants to go to Winterfell (laughs) like really No one wants to go back there Except her, John, And the wildlings Nobody likes Winterfell Except for the Starks And the wildlings And Ghost That's it Nobody else could care much about So she's like We just want to be our own thing They're like fine Just stay up there So I'm okay with that I'm Okay. okay with that It's fine
1: uh, and then Bran being king. That's fine with you?
0: It is fine because that's all we got. Because it yeah. can't be... Arya doesn't want it. Arya doesn't want it. Sansa, no. I just doesn't doesn't make sense. She doesn't have any clout, I think, to do that.
1: Well, and also, too, a lot of terrible things happened to her in King's Landing. I yeah. think she's content to be back up at yeah, the end. Yeah, she'll
0: north. never want to go back there. Yeah. You know? Um, and then the uh, the guys from the south, uh, who uh, where uh, Pascal was from,
1: uh, yeah, Dorne.
0: Dorne. Yeah, they, they. You know, we don't care as much about those guys, so I don't think they care as much about it either. So no fuss there. Also, she, the 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 lady from Dorne that was put up in the prison by Cersei's, what happened to her?
1: Oh no! Remember, Cersei poisoned both of them.
0: Oh, it was just a matter of time. It was
1: just a matter of time. She was going to make them die a slow and painful death.
0: That's right. That's right. But we didn't see that happen. No,
1: we just knew that they were going to die.
0: But it also they're in King's Island so they either if they were still alive they, nah, they, they, they probably dead at that point. they probably died in the siege.
1: I did think it was funny because I, I do love this uh, actor. He's in um, he's an Outlander and he's he's been in a lot of things. The Edmund Tully, mm-hmm. the uncle when yes, he yes, when yes. he made that one attempt to like vie for it and Sansa's like uncle sit down. Yeah. <laughs> for a second there
0: I wasn't expecting him to nominate himself. I was thinking he was gonna introduce somebody. Yeah. I thought he was gonna like talk about talk for Arya or talk for Sansa or talk for somebody I wasn't expecting him to nominate himself so then when that happened I was like okay that was awkward and yeah. on purpose obviously but I was yeah I was just like well i him try I totally had forgotten who he was like when he was starting to talk I, if she hadn't said uncle I would have been like who is this guy I have, no, I have to go back and check because I had no idea
1: um so. So let's, so Bran gets chosen and his hand gets chosen, which by the way, if Peter Dinklage doesn't get another Emmy, Emmy, Emmy? An
0: Emmy nomination?
1: <laughs> enemy he gets an Emmy, uh, gets an Emmy nomination for just his reaction to the,
0: no, yeah. don't
1: give this to me for uh, a third time. Yeah. Oh my God. Like his, his sheer horror of like, oh fuck, no, yeah. please, anybody but me. Oh, no, it
0: was great. His his reaction there, and also his performance in the chamber, also his performance in finding his brother and sister, remarkable. Like yeah. that guy, he made me okay with the way they died because they gave me that scene. Like if I didn't get that scene, if I didn't get uh, him witnessing the cadavers of his of his brother and the way they did it, I would have still been furious. I'm still mad that that Cersei's got what she deserved. In a very unsatisfying way, uh, but I am happy with how they showed the conclusion of that storyline. It was just like it was just so sad. Like the Lannisters are the most horrible and sad things in Westeros, and that scene kind of put it all together. So
1: yeah, but you know, in a sense, if we if we really think about it, Bran really became king so Tyrion could become king. I mean, because mm-hmm. Bran, in a sense. He even went. He like what? Showed up to the so let's talk about the council meeting. So I did think it was kind of funny that uh, Tyrion has like an OCD mm-hmm. thing going on. I was like, eh, his chairs. And then he's got one job. He's got he's one gonna, job. He's do the best of it. And then like everyone comes in and just makes a mockery mm-hmm. of it. And then we get uh, we get Bronn who is Highgarden, and guess a guy. Speaking of the guy that won a lot, that guy went from a sellsword to yeah. uh, the Highgarden, which is the wealthiest land. Yeah and all the seven kingdoms and he's they going okay when are we opening brothels again yeah um and then you got uh, Davos who is head of the fleet which makes sense for him Sir Davos and then you get Brienne of Tarth who is now head of Kingsguard which yep. talk about a strong female empowering moment you've got a woman that's now in charge of the knights yeah which is great he's so dope. let's sidebar to her real quick when she has that scene where she is
0: writing writing the about history. Jamie. yeah
1: I I thought that was very touching and it got me angry at Jamie again for what he did to Mm -hmm. her because I did want those two to work out. I knew that because it was Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. it probably wasn't going. It was never going to. It was never going to work out. But they teased me with a moment that they might work out. And they had better chemistry than Danny and John by tenfold because, again, we spent so many seasons with those two. Their arc was beautiful like from them hating each other to him insulting her and her femininity to mm. him rescuing her to she rescuing him to him fighting. taking her fighting together yeah. to him taking her virginity to him yeah. even contemplating staying with her for her to give him and there was somebody online that was like oh how weak of her to give him a happy ending that's that's not a female empowerment movement i was like fuck off i actually do think it was really great of her because she was in a sense as a knight honoring him and every like mm. it's because of him that she even is a knight. Yeah. Um and it's even because of him that she's even still alive after mm. all of these years that I think she knew that even though he broke her heart she owed it to him to at least write down in the history books that mm. he did something noble.
0: The bigger picture. Like yeah. like there's nothing it's it's not it's not about that scene is not about a female empowerment that scene is about just laying down what happened and there is there is a history there the relationship didn't come about in that evening when they 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 they, they consummated the relationship it it started when they met yeah and so bigger picture idea that's what she was doing she was thinking of the bigger picture her. Pocket and time with him is no one's business, and no one but her, oh, but her own. Mm-hmm. And whoever was around that knew about it, which is Tyrion, um, uh, what's his name? The poor wildling. Oh, well, uh, um, he was so sad and drunk, and um, drunk most of the time. I forget yeah. his name. But yeah, uh, Big Red, and uh, <laughs> Big Red. yeah, Big Red. He was, you know, very sad. Those are the only people that know what really happened. But it's no one's business, and you need to update the history books and the Kingslayer is a big part of the history of westeros and even as if even though he was a horrible monster that had let the record show of how his life concluded it's important it's for the books i think it was right it had the scene was not about that yeah the scene was about paying tribute at the bigger picture of what had happened so i was okay with that
1: right and then you know of course we get. Which is so funny, because we really didn't understand the passage of time here, because Samwell goes back, becomes a maester, gets his, uh, like, which technically technically means he can't be married, Mm -hmm. uh, which, oops, I guess he's going to do whatever he wants anyway, because, you know, there's no way that he's not still with Gilly after all these years. I mean, honestly,
0: do you think those maesters are not having sex in Game of Thrones, really? You don't think there's maesters in the brothels?
1: I mean, they uh, they show that the last maester was having brothel activity all the time. Exactly. So, whatever. I don't care. I mean, that's also... And he was old as sin. Oh, yeah. He was ugly as yeah. fuck. Um, that, too. Um, anyways, um, he... So anyways, I did find, speaking of Lord of the Rings uh, parallels that happened in this last episode, I did find very, very Hobbit of Sam to come around and go like, oh, I did the title, A Song of Ice and
0: Fire. Yeah, that was kind of (laughs) corny. I was, I was like, all right. Also, I was, I rolled my eyes on that bit. And also when Tyrion is explaining himself to the circle uh, in, uh, what do you call it again? The Dragon Pit? In the Dragon Pit. When he's explaining himself to the Dragon Pit, he starts talking about, you know, everyone likes a good story. He's like, are you talking about the show we're watching? Like, was he talking to the audience? Like, it felt like a little bit fourth wall breaking. Fourth wall breaking. Where he's just like, everyone likes a good story, and everybody likes where it concludes. I was just like, are we... Is this how it's going to end? Are the credits going to... I thought the credits were going to start rolling as he's yeah. talking, yeah. and it was going to go into this expansive shot of Westeros with a dragon flying. Thankfully, it wasn't that corny, but it felt... It felt kind of like, all right, all right, cute, cute, not earned Mm -hmm. again. So, you know, all these rushed homages to the Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings trilogy or just fantasy in general, I was just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm fine with it. Everything's okay. It's not great. It's not bad. It wasn't bad,
1: Mm -hmm. but it wasn't
0: great either. Right.
1: And I did actually find it funny when... Tyrion and this is maybe this actually made me wish the show was not ending when you have that scene where Bran gets walked in and it's right after uh Tyrion's like so uh I guess this book was not kind to me and Sam's like oh you're not in it
0: yeah (laughs) which is also that little pocket of information was kind of like you felt so sad for Tyrion but also okay this is now as as the aid to the king he's gonna write his part of he's gonna be part of history
1: Yeah, and this is where I'm actually, this is where I become more and more okay with Bran being king because I think Bran knew that he wasn't a ruler, but he knew Tyrion was. And I think he also knew, in a sense, that nobody was ever going to allow Tyrion to be crowned king. No. However, he could make him hand and just make him rule anyway. Yeah. Because, again, because Bran's not a ruler and Bran, I mean, the advantage of having Bran on the crown is that he's going to see things coming. Yeah. He's going to know how to fix them. He's going to know all the secrets. So it's kind of hard to betray a crown if the crown knows all and sees
0: all. Yeah. And also we get to know where the dragon is because I don't think I don't think that dragon is going to be a threat unless provoked. And so but it's cool to keep tabs on it and you know no one can really keep tabs on it except for Bran. So I think it's a good system of of basically kind of like Getting our shit together for anything that could come at us. Also, if if anything, Bran is good to be king because he could, I guess, communicate with birds and animals and maybe dragons. Can he talk to dragons?
1: Uh, I think he can go inside their head. Right. I control them. Like actually, a lot of people thought he was going to warg into the dragon to take it down,
0: that like to make cool. the
1: dragon kill itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I leaving it open for the dragon i think i'm fine with that Ooh. i mean i actually kind of thought maybe the last shot as john was walking into the woods as drogan was just there waiting for him because maybe drogan recognized that the only other family he has left is john
0: oh oh just just basically staying with john
1: yeah just staying with john because that's the only blood he has left Right,
0: right, right so right. the
1: wildlings has a dragon now like but you know what i'm i'm still okay with the fact because i was the one ag- that was
0: but again no one wants to go up north Nobody. The dragons don't even like the north. Yeah, Jon Snow is the only guy that wants to go up north.
1: And yet he still did not choose that for himself. That's still the the thing that bothers me. Yeah. So we get to the point where Jon has chosen to go up north, and he and Tyrion have one other scene together where Tyrion's like, you know, you're a hand for long enough, you need to probably piss off the edge of the world. Um, And Jon goes to... And speaking of something that feels very uh, Lord of the Rings... Mm Is the harbor scene, which is very Lord of the Rings, yeah. where all the hobbits—I mean, I'm sorry, the Starks—the are lined up, are lined up, and they go saying to goodbyes. say the goodbyes. Uh, talk me through that.
0: Well, yeah, it was. Uh, so you have Sansa, you have Arya, you have Bran, all lined up, uh, saying goodbye to Jon, who is being taken up to the north by boat, and so he goes and says goodbye to Sansa, and basically is like, "Oh, take care of the kingdom." We can see, you know, he goes to Arya, and they, you know, Arya's like, uh, "You can come see me." He's like, "Oh, you don't allow women." I was like, "Who's gonna stop Arya Stark from going anywhere?" And Arya reveals that, you know, she's not even gonna go up there because she's not even gonna stick around in Westeros. And she puts the idea out there: like, what's out? What's past Westeros?" And the people are like, "I don't know." Which, pardon, pardon me, but I was just like, I was surprised that nobody had that curiosity ever. Like, I'm kind of perplexed that there is no nautical exploration at all. Like, no one thought about that. And it took... our Thank God it happened because I was kind of like... I was surprised that that was a thing that was new. So... But I was very happy with that because that opens up a whole other idea of what the show could be. Um, And then saying goodbye to Bran and, and to his king and being on his knees to Bran, it, it's, it's strange because you don't, like, Sansa's very, you know, she's sad that this is the conclusion of, of Jon Snow but again, who's going to uphold this contract of his life sentence if no one is going to go up there? Like, who is going to be like hey, that guy up in, is he still up in the north in the wall? Because he's not. He went up to just stay with the wildlings.
1: Right, and again, the unsullied are leaving too. They're going to Knots, so yeah. it's not like anybody's going to. And not itself, gonna... south, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So they're not they're not going anywhere. Cold, and nobody's going to go there to check up check up on him. So them being insistent that he go to the wall is, I think. I think again, it goes back to Brand knows everything, and he knows that Jon Snow wanted to go back up north and be there and that's where he was happy, so Bran made it look like a punishment. Sure. Um, that's where I think that came in. I think that came in because Bran knew that John liked it up there and Bran knew that if he made it masked as a punishment and then he's like I and knew that nobody was gonna go up there to check and make sure he was there. Yeah. Then wh- then who's the wiser of that whole thing?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Game of Thrones is the um, is the first show in a lot of years that I've been a part of in terms of like the collective of being like in the zeitgeist of something because I you know I wasn't the zeitgeist of like Lost I wasn't the zeitgeist Me of, of uh, Breaking Bad Me I, you know so so being a part of this and then basically uh, I guess being disappointed in it, it, like everyone else or kind of like unsatisfied with it. Um, I got to be a part of you know watching something that everybody was you know always talking about for like weeks on end and uh, you know it was this constant thing. The build up for this last season was like a like like Avengers Endgame. Like it was just like oh my god, when is this gonna happen? And 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 now being a part of it, I was just like, hey, eh, you know, you know, if you let the hype take you, you're gonna be disappointed, right? And. um... I, I, I would like to have an argument about this show later, like maybe you know, sometime later, like years later, and see would I care to see it again? Because to me, still, even though I've seen great things after that episode, the episode I'm about to talk, I just mentioned, it's like, but nothing still never topped uh, The Red Wedding. Nothing. Nothing. Ever, nothing in that, that TV show could have ended there. With the Red Wedding. With the Red Wedding, leaving so many questions up in the air. But that conclusion of just like horrifying reality in that world was just like all hope is destroyed. Nothing came as emotionally impactful, tragic, and unbelievably good television. Like it was so entertaining to be just completely shocked. That was never repeated. I was shocked many times. The Battle of Winterfell, the when the mountain destroyed that head, yep. when uh, you know, there was a lot there's a lot of moments in the show where it's just like, "Oh wow, like it was amazing." But as emotionally invested as I was with the Starks and and the demise of that family, it was it it, it never it never got better than that for me. Mm-hmm. That being said, it kind of you know, it 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 had highs and lows and and whatnot, but it concluded in a way that left me. I guess I'm just talking about the conclusion overall. Is it? It left me kind of like, okay, fine, all right. This was this was uh this was a thing for ten years, and now on to the next thing. It didn't leave me with just like, wow, that was something. It wasn't like the end of the Lord of the Rings where I was just like, I've been on this walk for three years. Yep. And Longer,
1: I think. Sometimes I'm, too. Well,
0: no, it came. It came. It, it was year after year. That's true. Yeah, every, it was every Christmas back then. Yeah. And then I, it, it was over, and I was just like, I was a part of something that was really special, and I'm exhausted because it was amazing, uh-huh. and I was overwhelmed by emotion, and I was just like, I, I, I don't feel I had that type of, you know. Resolution of just, like, all oh, this journey. Like, even Avengers Endgame, with all the inconsistencies that I have with the MCU in terms of the quality of the storytelling and the movies of, not all of them, but a lot of them, getting to the end, that was just, like, good ending. Like, fine. This was good. Like, solid ending for this, you know, impossible dream. Right. So, so then to get to the end of Game of Thrones, I was kind of like,
1: okay. Well, I think it goes back to... With the Lord of the Rings, you were so emotionally exhausted from so much tension and death and all that stuff. I'm actually not unhappy that the people that lived, lived. Like, again, on paper, I do like this indeed. I've always been on Team Stark. I think they've had the shit in the stick for such a long, Mm -hmm. long time that it's nice to see them come out on top. I just would have wanted... A little bit more time with Danny's mad queenness yeah. to get so emotionally stressed out and exhausted by her yeah. that when they finally kill her and they have that scene with the dragon pit where Sir Davos stands up and goes, Oh my god, we are all so tired of fighting. I, as an audience member, wanted to feel tired of seeing war. We saw one horrific city go down. Granted, it was, to Tyrion's point, Dannon killed tens of thousands of people that his father and Cersei never even could stack up to. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand that. I think I just wanted to feel... Jon Snow's exhaustion with war a little bit more. I wanted to feel Tyrion's exhaustion with war a little more. I wanted to feel basically everyone's exhaustion with war. That way when Bran comes out as the king, I in a sense would have felt some sort of sense of relief.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: As opposed to really? Yeah. That's the king? Yeah. After all of this, that's the king? The The scenes that I skipped because they were so boring? Mm -hmm. That's the king? Mm -hmm. Like... That's where I go back to agreement with you of, like, this is fine, and I like this on paper. If I had been given one more season or even maybe four more episodes of just stress after, like, something like The Red Wedding. I was so physically stressed out and mentally exhausted that I was like, I don't even know how I want to watch this next episode right now. Because I that pissed me off so badly that was amazing it was amazing how much it pissed me off I mean there's even YouTube videos of people reacting to the Red Wedding where they're being recorded by people that read the books Uh and there's people watching it that have not read the books and they know what's coming and they just see people go what the what the fuck what the fuck what is happening like I wanted at least two more moments of that in the show for me to go what the I don't understand what's happening somebody stop this somebody stop this For me to finally... And then give me that ending. Mm-hmm. Because then i will be like, oh, thank God. John's with his wolf and he finally gave him a pet.
0: Yeah, I, I, I saw that moment. I was like, oh, finally. And then I can just shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ... I, they couldn't pet the CG wolf in the last episode. That is treason beyond repair. Like,
1: hey, listen, I was affected by that. Oh okay? my
0: god, have you guys seen John Wick? That's real tragedy, folks. By the way, John Wick three, excellent. Okay. Talk talking about the weekend. I saw John Wick three. I just needed a break to say that it's really good. Anyways, yeah, there. The, I'm. I'm. When I saw him pet the ghost, I was just like. Oh, good, 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 good. We can just shut up about it now because uh, I I was, I found it really humorous that people were just like, he didn't bet his dog goodbye. What a monster. Okay,
1: listen. I have I have a defendance of that. Again, uh-huh. being Team Stark sure. with the dire wolf. Ghost is really the only dire wolf yeah. that has survived yeah. so many fucking yeah. things that he should not have he survived. He
0: went headfirst with the Dothraki. Was. I know.
1: Yeah. And lived. And lived. Lost an ear. Lost That's an all ear. he did. Yeah. So after all of that, I felt like the way he was being written is that John was dragon powered like mm-hmm. he was high on just oh look I got a dragon now I upgraded now. pets I upgraded pets yep. and that's the way and as a dog person which I very much mm-hmm. am and somebody again who is Team Stark and for the Direwolves mm-hmm. and had to watch a lot of Direwolves die yep. I had to watch a lot of them die and it hurt me every time mm-hmm. the if that was honestly going to be the last interaction John had with Ghost I would have been upset about it. Like, that was something against John's uh, character of like, are you a dick now? To the one person that has saved your life several times and stuck by you? Are you... I mean, I understand it's a dire wolf, but those in the... I totally get it. Well, the lore of the Starkhood is like they're... They They each got a wolf. They each got a wolf and that represents them. And John has... Well, then
0: then you could say that he wasn't representing himself in that moment. No. Because John kind of quit representing himself... All around in this season, right? So really, it's uh, it's just a bad bad on John because John has just been kind of like kind of sucking oh, in this yeah. season. Um, I think we have to call right. it call it a day. Yeah, no. But um, but, it, but it's been closing so, thoughts. So closing thoughts. Uh, Game of Thrones is over. Uh, it's uh, Bevin. It's been ten years. Mm-hmm. And there's a
1: prequel coming. Are you excited about that or no?
0: Not really. No, me <laughs> because. Uh, because uh, I think uh, it, it 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 we need a break. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm excited. After see, did you see the trailer after the show? What for, trailer? Uh, Dark Materials.
1: Yes, I did see that.
0: I was taken back because I knew that it was in, it, that was a show that was happening, but I actually did not know that it was an HBO show. I didn't know who the casting was. I didn't know any of it. Oh yeah. Uh, so so seeing that it was kind of surprising. I was like, oh cool, HBO wants to hold on to us. Uh, which that looks interesting, but overall the conclusion of this ten-year saga of the of the Lord of the Game of the Thrones, I, I'm kind of like it was fine. Ending it was fine. I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't like unsat. I was unsatisfied, but not not to the degree of like the ending sucked. I was just like it's fine. I wish uh, we could have had. Um, more storytelling to get to that ending. Mm-hmm. I just all I wanted was just a few more hours of of, of uh, Game of Thrones. I just wanted give me selfishly give me six more hours before getting to the last episode, and and I would have been disappointed about other things instead.
1: <laughs> You're right. Like I think just to round this up, I think no matter. This is honestly a good problem for any show to have, right? Like, so they, their fandom was so large and so wide, World worldwide, widespread yeah. that no matter who they chose to be on the Iron mm-hmm. Throne, somebody was always going to have a problem with it. Somebody was always going to have a problem with who lived and who died. Sure. Um, so, for what they came out with, I think, again, the show started with the Starks. The Starks, I think, lost... A lot, like we we went on a lot of emotional journey with the Starks. Yeah. Uh, again, I I am happy that on paper mm-hmm. the Starks came out on top. They won yeah. the Game of Thrones innocence. Yeah. They, they well, not sense. They did. They did. They won the Game of Thrones yeah. after everything they lost. The pack survived, mm-hmm. and they each got in a sense what they wanted. Uh, that were that were still alive. Yeah. Of course. Um, I, I agree with you though. I wanted at least six more hours of stress. Yeah. To feel relaxed when this happened. Ooh. I'm glad Tyrion came out of this alive. Yeah. I was I definitely thought he was dead. Me too. Um and when he didn't die, I was like, good. You know, again, I like the conclusion. I wanted I wanted more hours to justify the conclusion. Yeah. And I think that's just gonna be the overall Opinion about everybody right yeah. now, so I think if there's any losers on this, it's it's D and D, the creators yeah. of Game of Thrones. I think they, I think their own power and and ambition to take on the next Star Wars trilogy affected how Game of Thrones ended, and that's a shame.
0: It is a shame. Which also, I mean, not to say anything about D and D, which by the way, it took me like a week to understand that reference um, because I <laughs> Darren was, and yeah, because I was yeah, I was like, oh, we we're talking about Big Enough and whatever. Yeah. Um, But the only thing that concerned me about it is just like, well, does that mean that they're just going to rush to the ending of the next Star Wars trilogy? Like, are they just going to, you know, tie up knots like that? Because I'm not, I'm I'm not excited that I'm excited for more Star Wars. I am always going to be more excited for more Star Wars, but I'm kind of like, if that's the reason, I'm kind of like disappointed that that was the reason for it. I actually thought it was because there was no budget left. No. I thought, I thought they ran out of money because it's like 10 million an episode. I, I guess... You can't, you know, 10 million episode, that's, you know, 60 million bucks.
1: No, that's HBO's most popular, famous TV show. They would have thrown more money at it for years. See, so
0: I thought thought that was the issue with why the show ended the way it did. Meaning that they had to hurry up and start Star Wars, it's kind of very frustrating to hear that that's a reason for it. Um, That being said, there was some poetic book endings, I thought, in this show. I think it was really... Uh, Funny that, yes, they burned the throne, but it doesn't matter because the king is in a wheelchair. He can't sit there. Also, I thought it was really uh, the imagery, the poetic imagery of Bran climbing up that tower and being pushed by the Lannisters to years later going back up, climbing to the top, and the Lannisters being taken down and the tower falling on them Mm -hmm. was kind of like a very beautiful, maybe not on purpose poetry that happened there. Um, so that it had great imagery. It ended with a great look, but mm-hmm. the content felt like rushed. Again, it was rushed. It was rushed. Yeah, and, the uh, major
1: problem of the and show. And you can't is fix it, that. And you can't. You fix can't that. Fix Unfortunately, that. you can't. Internet. You
0: can't fix that. You can't. Grumpy Cat's dead. Game of Thrones is over. And he didn't pet the wolf. And there was a bottle of water there. And there was a cup of coffee. The end.
1: It was actually herbal tea.
0: It was actually herbal tea. <laughs> it was, you know. Who cares? It's over.
1: I would be actually, uh, I would be actually interested in having this conversation again after some time has passed because I want to see mm-hmm. if this show ages well. I want to see if this actual series finale ages well because I think a lot of people are on emotional highs right now. Sure, but maybe if you go back and look at just the episode for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it ages better than one. And again, it wasn't a bad episode. It, it just, wasn't. It just felt like we... There was
0: episodes missing.
1: Yeah, it just, yeah. we just felt like we skipped a couple of episodes. We skipped like half a season. We skipped like no, maybe even an entire season. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, you could have... Like you said, you could have just done a whole season of getting to the Battle of Winterfell and mm-hmm. just end season seven, which is this one. No, eight. This was eight. So end season eight with the Battle of Winterfell yeah. and then just go for... And then just do six episodes... 90 minutes each of getting to kill Cersei's yeah. and end this whole thing. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a pipe dream. Yeah. That's a pipe dream, Bevan. Internet, that's a pipe dream. It's all over. Um, so go out there and be angry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, but I will. I want to say this really quickly, too. Yeah. Uh, even though we disagree with how certain things happen, yeah. I, I want to immediately say this I hope nobody is going out there to cyber bully any of the cast members yeah. of Game of Thrones it's so not that's up to just, them it's, not, it's again, not up to them it's not up to them even to the creators and George R. R. Martin because this is technically George R. R. Martin's ending he did give him the ending that he wanted he wanted Bran on the throne he wanted the stars oh. to come out this is his ending he okay. told them how it ends oh okay so this is not something they made up the middle
0: part was all the D&D yes okay
1: no but the ending is George R. R. Martin's
0: okay
1: Um. so Even if you disagree with George R. R. Martin or D and D, none of these people deserve to be cyberbullied.
0: No, Game of Thrones is not yours, internet. It's George R. R. Martin's, and it's the D and D clubs, and it's HBO's, and they can tell any stories they want. If it's not up to your liking, that's life. Yeah, you know, welcome to that's (laughs) welcome to the rest of your life, where you know you're gonna hate Last Jedi, but you'll still defend the prequels. You're living in a confused world, my friend. You gotta, you know. You know, in a world where people are just like The Last Jedi is terrible, but episode 1 20 years ago came out to By the way, it's the 20th anniversary right oh, now. Really? Of episode 1, and they're going to re-release in theaters. Let's go. I'm not going. No, I was I'm say, not I going. Do, not go. do you want no, to go? No, not oh. at all. What? Because it's it's a, it's a not a good movie. No, internet. it's not. And it's The Last Jedi is a much better movie. I Even admit- with Canto Bite there, yeah. it's still a better movie. Uh, it's true. So, um, yeah, internet, yeah. just, you know, just enjoy entertainment. And uh, and if you have a problem with it, that's okay. You don't have to watch it again.
1: Yeah, right? That's the beauty of television. You can just turn you can it turn off. Or you can watch something else. You
0: can watch something else and unsubscribe, oh, which yeah. which is what HBO doesn't want. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's my, I guess, that's my conclusion.
1: Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Adultish Podcast. Follow us on adultish.tv. Mm-hmm. Until next time, I am Bevan.
0: I am David. We'll
1: see you later.
0: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Is it there
0: no but it's here okay great <laughs> jesus
1: why is it not there
0: i don't know i think when the when the phone locks oh it just negates that that happened because i can't imagine because we did it i did it last time and it was fine
1: but did it lock last time
0: yes but i didn't know i I didn't know but it's here
1: okay great here.